we're always looking for those red flags, Caitlin, and typically it revolves around a high percent that's promised and, and you know, quote unquote guaranteed or sold as a guaranteed return type situation. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hi, I'm Caitlin Schrock and I'm the Director of Operations here at BA Schrock Financial Group. And Ben has invited me back to cover a second topic with him today. And that topic is going to be um, kind of the umbrella of fraud. So we have spam, we have marketing gimmicks, identity theft, all of those things that we sometimes see um, clients experience, but are just good for really anybody to be aware of what's out there and, and what tactics people are using these days. So even aside from blatant spam that we get in our inboxes every day, we are going to cover some things just for you to be on the lookout for in general. And I think I just will share right off the bat here that uh, my grandma, I witnessed her experience one of these things um, when she was in her 90s. And thank goodness she was very sharp, but somebody um, got the name of one of her nephews and called her and said, hey, it's your nephew, John. I need you to send me some money. I'm sick and my pl- my flight got canceled and it was just this on and on thing. But she was smart enough to say, to question everything that he was saying. But sometimes we aren't as fortunate. So I think Ben can can share some some more examples of what what he's uncovered. So luckily, she stopped that. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, there's many people that that don't catch it or, you know, happen to fall victim of that and uh, I think it's a great way for us to have a platform to spread some of these stories to just be, you know, on the lookout for some of these because they're awfully creative and and um, they, they can really trip you up if you're not paying attention. So, you know, a quick you know, story on one that, that hit with one of Keith's clients here in our office. We talked about that. Keith re, uh, received an email from an actual client that said he needed him to send him money uh, because they purchased a, a piece of property, right? A, a home, a, a land, whatever it may have been. So emailing back and forth and eventually Keith realized that, you know, something wasn't adding up. And obviously in our, in our world, um, we, we can't transact business over email, text messages. We have to hear from the client directly or get something signed by the client. So Keith contacted his client and lo and behold, um, he had no clue what he's talking about. So it was uh, again, a, a, a form of spam, but it came right from the client's email. So, um, if you know we're not careful with those things, and if Keith didn't do the, what's right in his due diligence and following up with the client, it could have been disastrous, right? So, so there's always things in, in checks and balances that we have here to, to prevent that um, from happening. So, fortunately, nothing happened in that situation. Yeah, and I mean that's you think about that, like that's pretty sophisticated on their end. Like they were able to mimic some a client's, you know actual email address and they were persistent i mean you would think that after someone questions that they kind of get um scared off but they really like keep pushing to get to what they want and luckily but maybe you can share too like some of the things that we have in place or the processes that we use to make sure that those mistakes don't happen yeah i mean the the nice thing is with like i mentioned earlier caitlin is that the uh, getting the verbal authorization from the client is always, you know, key. And, and again, something like that with, with 
with Keith's client, it's something that is uncharacteristic. So it's, you know, immediately kind of your, your spidey senses go off and like, wait, wait a second, this isn't, this isn't adding up. And, and typically we have a client like, like that requesting a large sum of money. Um, most likely we're going to say, Hey, you know, come on in, let's have a conversation about this too, because, um, it, it could cost them tax dollars, you know, you know, heaven, heaven forbid a surrender charge if they're in a, a fixed product. So, you know, there's a lot of things that they're not prepared for, or maybe not aware of. So we want to have a conversation with them anyway. So, um, we try to do all that in advance before we'd ever commit or send money to someone, uh, through a text or email. Yeah, the, and I think that's uh, just the the right process to have in place, you know. Yeah, and and I actually, you know, on that same note, I actually went through a um, a situation um, not too long ago and received an email from a client that requested a, a large sum of money. And again, I emailed back because it was kind of an uncharacteristic uh, request. So I said, "Are you sure you mean this dollar amount?" Kind of question mark and and. Um, sure enough, probably within 10, 15 minutes later, the email came back and said, yes, Ben, use my name. Yes, Ben, I, I mean this much money. And, and can if I send you a voided check, can you direct deposit that? And I said, you know, I, I'd really would like to have a conversation. So here I am having this email conversation with someone. And again, looking at the email, I, I could tell it was her email. So I said, yeah, I would like to have a conversation with you first uh, about this because we want to talk about, you know, the, the verification and obviously um, the tax implications of doing something like this. So, um, you know, then email came back about 15 minutes later. Well, actually, I had uh, emergency I don't know, throat surgery or something along those lines where it seemed serious and I can't talk right now. I'm resting. So, again, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is bizarre. I'll, and then ended with uh um, I'll send avoided check. And sure enough, maybe like 15 minutes later, avoided check came along. So in the meantime, though, I had already called the client and left her a voicemail and said, Hey, you know, give us a call back. I just got some questions for you. And, um, you know, fortunately, um, as those emails were transpiring, she called back and I, I, I first of all, I was concerned about her throat. So I'm like, what's are you okay? And she seemed completely normal. And so then I, I informed her what was going on. And, and she's like, you didn't send anything, right? And I'm like, no, I didn't. And and again, folks, this, this email came back with a voided check with her name in the top left corner, address, phone number, everything spelled out. And it was obviously a different bank account. Um, so it was something that, and I assured her, you know, we don't transact business this way, right? That's, we always do it verbally. I always have to have some sort of verification in there. So fortunately, nothing ever happened, but it's still alarming. It is the emails compromised and is potentially your identity compromised. So, you know, we, we followed the necessary steps. I said, I thought it made sense to inform the pol her local police department and I sent the emails off to them so they could take a look at it and investigate that a little bit further. So, you know, I, I share that story because uh, it's something that hit obviously close to home here in our office, you know, multiple times, but it's also how creative these spammers can be and and how if you're not careful and paying close attention you could be become a victim of that so it's something that that everyone needs to pay close attention to nowadays yeah that's another example of uh sophistication with a check with all of her accurate information so yeah it's kind of alarming what they're able to get their um hands-on information wise about people so you really do have to scrutinize what you're receiving and and check to make sure it's authentic. 
both on both ends. We obviously do that here in the office, but when you're, uh, you know, individual or client out there receiving emails from people, you really have to be careful about what you're receiving. Yeah, and, and I've found, and, and a lot of times it's easy to catch a spam email address and, and like they're just ever evolving and, and creative like and i know we use gmail for our office email here but you can click a little drop down box and says like show details within your email and verify who the actual sender was their email address and in this situation it was word for word letter for letter her exact email address sometimes they misspell one letter or put a period in there to make it look just like it but it was the exact email address so that was initially it was like okay this is weird but then i saw that the email address was accurate so i'm like okay maybe it's it's legit and and so even in that um, situation we're kind of kind of caught up in that too so yes yeah so um you mentioned to ben with identity theft or you know the other gimmicks that are out there so we have talked about what comes into your email because i think a lot of the examples that we just shared were email examples and i have an example of that my aunt experienced i think that it's it's not only just it, it, through the emails i know yes. you shared the story with me it's it's also through the phone like your grandma's situation and and you know whether i think it's easy to to know who the source is coming from like in your aunt's situation it was okay the social security contact me rarely do they reach out to people via phone and and uh, or the irs contacts me and folks i'm here to tell you the irs will never call you they only correspond through letters, through the mail. Okay. So, you know, those are kind of red flag type situations. So if you start seeing certain things that, that come up that seem a little bit fishy and it seems a little bit odd, odds are it is, you know, especially from the IRS, you know, I can't tell you how much, how oftentimes you get calls from someone that says they're from the IRS and you just know it's fake because, you know, no one calls you from the IRS. Yeah, or Social Security. Or yeah, t- yeah. Typically, sometimes Social Security will call to verify some stuff, um, but it, for the most part, it's it's mostly transacted by by mail, Caitlin. Yeah. Okay, that's just a good side note for people to be aware of. Yep. So, um, in addition to that, um, there's lots of gimmicks even in the industry that we mm-hmm. operate our business in. So over the years that you've been doing this, this is our um, 10th year in business that we're going to be celebrating. So we've seen and heard a lot of um, stories from our clients of what they've experienced from other advisors or things that we've even seen when seeing um, ads or promotions and things like that. So what would you say, Ben, are some things that that stick out in your mind in that area that people should be on the lookout for? You know, the old adage of if it seems too good to be true, it typically is, is always a good way to kind of run your world financially. So it, we've seen clients actually that that got caught up in, in investments that that were basically Ponzi schemes and and um, you know uh, there's a, a local one not too long ago in the Northeast Ohio not too long ago to me it's probably I think 12 plus years now where you know people are promising something whether it's a return a dividend or something along those lines and at that time it was like 12 percent okay or even nowadays we see something along eight percent or nine percent. Something that seems like crazy. Okay, if I can't go to the bank and get a, any return on a savings account or a CD that's going to pay me 0.05%, how in the world is someone going to guarantee me 8, 10, 12%? So again, typically when those are marketed, 
Um, they're, they're sold and, and usually you're pressured into those situations. And it, again, if it sounds too good to be true, there's gotta be a catch or there's gotta be so much risk associated with that investment. You're risking losing it all. Um, and essentially you're going to Vegas, you're putting it all in black and, and running the roulette wheel type situation. So, you know, do your due diligence, um, Google these companies, Google and find out yourself, do some digging yourself. Or again, we've had clients bring them to our attention and we'll do the digging up for them, or we'll call the sec and ask them specifically if they've heard of the these companies. So you can never be too sure when it comes to your money and those situations. So we're always looking for those red flags, Caitlin. And typically it revolves around a high percent that's promised and, and, you know, quote unquote guaranteed or sold as a guaranteed return type situation. Yeah. I know I haven't been um, in the business as long as uh, you Ben, but I've been on our team for um, probably close to four years at this mm-hmm. point. And the number one thing that um, I've learned, we've I've worked with a lot of different compliance um, teams and lawyers. And the number one thing that you <laughs> never do is promise anything and right. any promotion or guarantee anything. So that's a major, major red flag. Right. So. Yeah. And, and like you said, even if it's not in the verbiage, right? So like like in those private placements or like very niche, niche type investments where they're promising high returns, look in the pamphlet, read the disclosures, read, read, read. If, if the advisor across the table is saying, yeah, it's guaranteed, don't take their word for it. That's, you know, do your due diligence, read through the disclosures because in there it'll tell you if it's guaranteed or not. And, and so, I mean, that that's ultimately... Uh, the, the due diligence that you need to do when it comes to putting your money to work or, or investing your money uh, with an individual or with a company for that matter. Yeah, that's great advice to give to people. It never hurts to read what you're what you're given. So. Yeah. And, and again, last thing I'll mention to Caitlin is a preventative cause. And it's not like a plug for like life, life lock or something like that. But I know Linda in our office uses it and I have a lot of clients that use it, but I think, you know, that helps with identity theft. And there's a lot of credit cards that do a lot for you in terms of identity theft out there nowadays. So, you know, utilize what's out there and, and lock down that kind of stuff. Cause it is private and it's easily accessible nowadays. I, I think probably everyone knows everyone's social security number. It's just floating around out there. So, it's it is scary, but you know take the proper precautions um, and pay whatever you know minimal cost it might be to protect that kind of stuff because you just you just don't want to go through the process of overturning that or, or you know going through the stress of that in in retirement or at any point in your life for that matter. Yeah, and I think the other piece of that too, which probably goes hand in hand with the services that are out there like LifeLock, but even monitoring your credit report yes. is a good good thing to do just to be aware of um, what's if there's any action there, and you know that will alert you pretty quickly. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for spending the time on this topic today, Ben. Um, If you have any questions about what we discussed today or would like some more information, please don't hesitate to reach out to our office. You can find us on the web at bashrock-fg.com or you can give us a call at 330-473-1060. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. 
Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.